Hey, what's good, people? This is Sports Debate Tuesday. We are live today. None of that pre, none of that pre-record stuff. That's Rob McLean right there. What's happening? Episode starts right now. Scare brother. What's happening, man? Hey, let's do it, man. Another another day, another episode of Sports Debate Tuesday. Shake my hand, brother, man. Yes, let's do it. Along with my man. <laughs> Say it with me. I'm going back to me. Rob, keep it. McLean. McLean. I'm your host with the most. I'm Jason DeBiss. This is Sports Debate Tuesday. We got a lot to cover. I can't believe with all of the sports, we're still football heavy because right now football is taking over. We set up the stage for college football. Georgia's going to play Alabama and all, all SEC finals. I guess both teams are worthy. Big Ben Roethlisberger had this mag- fantastic nostalgic moment last night. I mean, his last home game, he went out a winner. And we're going to talk a little bit about him in the playoff scenario we um, Jake Paul challenging Dana Dana White, right? Part of our that'll be our shame to, to shame or not to shame. Mm. But Rob, first things first. Let's talk about Antonio Brown. Mm. Antonio Brown, through all the heroics and nostalgia and this exciting weekend, once again, this man is stolen the show in a bad way, taking off his jersey and his pads. Walking out of MetLife Stadium, down two touchdowns, I think, against the Jets, no less. And the middle of the game has secured him, I believe, has secured him the release from the Bucks he so desperately deserved. There are a lot of questions here, but let's start with this. Is he, question one, is he done in the NFL? Let's do, let's do that first. Uh, probably, probably. Yeah. Just because anybody that takes a risk on him. And, and fails again, you know, they're going to be in question on, you know, can you, are you really making the right moves for our team? So I think it's just one of those things where you, you burn too many bridges and, and, it's, still, and it's over, you know. Um, can he still play? Absolutely. I think he was still one of their top wide receivers, even with Godwin and with uh, Miles Evans, because he's experienced. Um, but yeah, I just don't think that he's, I don't think that he's got it anymore. Up, upstairs to hold it together because that's what it takes you know you got to be on the field consistently whether that's health whether that's mental health whether that's you know um, just being able to be on the field even if you're hurt a little bit but if you're not able to be on the field you cause a distraction in the um, <clears throat> in the locker room then you don't need a, a one player is not going to make a team you know so that's that's where he stands you know this whole time I didn't know how to ask this question, all right? Because sometimes we try to do absent of emotion and sometimes we try to, we have a first take on how we actually feel, you know? Because people are like, oh, feelings are not relevant, but that's bullshit. Feelings are relevant, right? So my first take, before I heard Bruce Arians and Tom Brady and all these people were like, I'm not surprised. I mean, the question should have been, are you surprised? I'm not surprised. To me, this is like O.J. Simpson getting caught with another dead white girl. And OG being like, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> you think I did it? No shit, I think you did it. And and 
This man, we, we, we wrote down a laundry list, and these are only things that we, we remember. He was dismissed by the Raiders after attacking the brass on social media. Three days before he gets his guaranteed money, which I think is galactically stupid. Pushed a couch or a love seat out of, the, out, of a, out of a hotel window, a very high area. A high window could have killed someone. Beat up his delivery guy along with his trainer, no less. Um... Again, when Mike Tomlin was videotaping on social media, Mike Tomlin talking about the importance of staying off of social media, verbally attacked his sexual accuser via text, uh, the one game he played against the Patriots, and when he got released, cursed out Robert Kraft. Faked a COVID test, which uh, in the the way he did it is borderlines, if not as an outright federal offense. So, um, So my first take was, yeah, I'm not surprised. And, 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 and my first take was I was upset for Tom Brady because Tom Brady, when no one in the league wanted to touch this guy, even when Bruce Arians says he's not a fit for our team and, every, and everyone knew what he was talking about. Brady's like, nah, I want this guy to play with me. He can come live with me, stay at my house if need be. So I felt like his actions were a betrayal of Tom Brady. But, but with that being said, Rob, after watching the interview, Bruce Arians is still Bruce Arians. Like he's no longer a buck, which was code for... I told you so. (laughs) Okay. But Tom Brady's like, look, this guy needs help, you know, Uh, and I hope someone can provide the help that we can't give him. And now all of a sudden I'm like, what's, yo, maybe that hit from Vontez Burfitt (laughs) a few years ago set all of these things, timeline and stride. Because if you look at the laundry list. Like, a lot of the stuff was playful, and him and Ben, you know, they, they rubbed heads or whatever and this and that, but that's no no different than any other diva wide receiver. The right. reason why they're called divas uh, is because they're good. We, we, we tolerate these, 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 these guys because they're good. He's gotten more second chances than Lindsay Lohan in court. So um, so that was my first take. Was, was your first take and second take similar? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I mean, yeah, AB. I wish him the best, but I, yeah, I just it's always it's been downhill since a certain point yeah. in his career. And uh, again, not skills wise, not physically, but mentally and being able to stay on the field. So it's a sad thing to see. But you know, football players they leave the sport a lot differently. You know, I want to show you something. Um, when he did this, right? Here's the video. I just want to press play. All right. This is him kind of losing his mind a little bit, right? Look at the guy behind him. <laughs> like, uh-oh. No, not uh-oh. Like, not surprised. Watch this guy behind him. And look at the coach. You saw a glimpse of the coach? This is not a look of shock. Oh, like, what the hell is he thinking about? This is a look like, okay, it's a normal day. You know, uh, um, and that's why I had that first take because there were certain people looking at him like, like, here we go again. You know, that was the look. I'm not, you don't have to be a shrink too to, to recognize that look. So I just, like you, I had a second take. I just, I hope he gets the help he needs. And I hope someone's watching him right now. Mm. This, because as far as being at the lowest point of his life, when he sits back and compartmentalizes what he did. And, and people that people like Brady, who you know, 
who put his reputation on the line, which still remains intact because of the way he handled it with the press. Like mm-hmm. no one's no one's saying this is this is your fault, Tom Brady. No, right? No one. So the the blame goes on one person and one person only. But and I guess my question is, did you was your second take more CTE or just lack of discipline? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it's definitely something that he. I don't believe he's in control of. Um, so I, I would say it's more along the lines of CTE of just changing in behavior or erratic changes in behavior. Um, you know, it's almost like steroids, but, you know, you have that road rage or that roid rage where it's like it's uncontrollable, it's very emotional, um, and then they come back down to, you know, a normal type of personality that they usually have. So, yeah, it's just it's tough to see because, again, I, I really didn't see much of Antonio Brown's career when he was at the top of his game. You know, I only really seen him now outside of, you know, the, the football realm of things. So it's it's difficult to see. But, you know, you got to go back, check him out. He's he's definitely one of the greatest. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's one of the greatest. And speaking of one of the greatest, let's uh, talk a little bit about Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, last night, it wasn't even on our agenda. It wasn't even on our topic list. But last night, they played the Cleveland Browns, and that place was rocking. Mm-hmm. The terrible towels were in, were in full force. Everybody had a little bit more oomph when you know when Najee Harris was 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 pounding pounding the paint. Yeah. It was a little bit harder. People, you know, who usually grab his legs and trip him up. He, those guys are just draping off of him. Uh, JJ Watt or TJ was it TJ Watt? TJ Watt. TJ Watt was you know had a little bit more sauce. Was I mean, if there was anything hurting on that guy, we'll never know. <laughs> and it was all revolved around one person who is basically saying he's retiring at the end of the year. That's Ben Roethlisberger. It's his it's his swan song. So um, big win. Over the Browns, because now they're still on the playoff hunt. I believe they need a win, but they have. First of all, they have to win, and then they have to, they have to beat the Ravens, which is no easy out. And then second of all, they have to hope the Colts lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars, which neither one of us thinks is going to happen, right? No, no. So they remain in the AFC race at least for now. Um, and just between you and me, before we move on to the next topic, what's one thing? Um, that I remember, or or I want to remember, as this guy is, is is leaving the NFL. But so my memory, I'm gonna go first. Hmm. His first Super Bowl, Jerome Bettis, has never been has never won a Super Bowl and really wanted to win one, and he had his chance to shine. Goal line, I think um, first and goal or second and goal, he fumbles the ball at the goal line. Um, one of the Chicago Bears, who I thought was Erlacher, but it turned out it wasn't him, picked up the ball, runs the other way, which looks like a sure score, and it looks like Bettis blew the Super Bowl. And Ben Roethlisberger runs the guy down, runs a DB down, and trips him. Technique wasn't the best thing in the world, but very much like Ben's career, it wasn't. it's not always pretty, but he did what he had to do to win the game. And that's... The one play that I think that's like describes him as an overall person. He did what he had to do to win. And and some games he'll light up the scoreboard, right? He has a nice touch. And then some games you're just like, why is this guy still even in the league? You mm-hmm. know? So um I remember asking you if there's a particular play that you want to remember, but I'll just say on a general level, what do you think you'll just remember about this guy? Yeah, I think um <clears throat> whether he changed the league or not, I don't think that that was the uh generational talent he was but i think he improved all the quarterbacks the elite quarterbacks of his time yeah you know you think about tom brady or you talk about uh, peyton manning or you know eli manning you know won those two super bowls 
Um, you know, they they there was all there was this time period where like Aaron Rodgers started coming up to at the end of that period, where it's not just about being a, a an athletic running quarterback, but the uh, ability to be escapable. You know, to escape yeah. pressure, yep. to elongate the play, and to allow your receivers to have more routes. And to, Josh Allen does that really well, right? Instead of just running every time that you get pushed out of, flushed out of the pocket, you kind of reset your feet on the run, drive the ball down the field, and then if not, you can run. But maybe Ben didn't have that third option, but uh, he did a great job of taking pressure um, and, and being able to get the ball out still, which, you know, crushes your defense. And you can get there. Touch the touch the quarterback, and the quarterback's not going down. I mean, now you got to get there and get the quarterback down. I mean, people say it throughout his whole career that all he you would grab onto him, be full barrel body, you know, <laughs> bear hug onto him, and he just fling you off and then run the other way and throw the ball thirty yards. So, I think that is my biggest memory about Ben just being able to you know escape the pocket even as maybe not the most athletic guy, um, and and keep the play going. Yeah, that's definitely definitely a good thing to remember about him. And and now they're going to be in a little bit of trouble, right? They didn't have a contingency plan for him. Um right, Mason Rudolph is not the answer and I don't even we don't even know who the third string quarterback is. They're going to be suffering and Mike Tomlin once again is going to have to do more with less and right now at 8-7 and 1 they guarantee not a losing season, which by the way Mike Tomlin his worst season was 8 and 8. Mm. Which is a testament to again how great great that guy is. I mean, we're I mean there's greatness all over the place, right? Uh, in the NFL, we got Bill Belichick is doing really really good things with Mac Jones. Um, they're 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 both teams. Both of those teams are in the playoffs, or are they? In fact, New England has a chance at the number one seed, but they need mm-hmm. a whole bunch of people to lose. Yeah, Buffalo just needs to beat the Jets, and they win a division. Jets been playing good football the last two games though. Yeah. So took Tam- gave Tampa Bay a run for their money, didn't That's right. they? That's right. Yeah. Will Saleh be back? We'll see. Maybe he doesn't need to be. <laughs> yeah. But we'll see. I think they're just getting everybody back with that with that team. I mean, Zach Wilson start finally started playing again. And, you know, it's just getting the rhythm rhythm back. They're a young team, so you never know. You know, it could be, uh, you know, forty points. It could be ten points. You know, it could be three points. So for me, we'll see. For me, whenever it looks like someone stops playing for the coach, oh, for you sure. got sooner. In fact, you don't even wait for the end of the season. Sooner or later, you know that's not your guy. He's got to go. You know, Urban Meyer. There, there was some, you know, some toxic thing going on there that goes beyond my admiration for that guy because he yeah. he's always been one of my favorite coaches. I'm biased. I admit it. And they don't stop playing for Salah. You know, and I think he'll be back for one. I think that buys him one more year. Um, I mean, I think it just really depends, I think, on what you're trying to do. You know, I don't think it's smart to pair a defensive head coach with a, a, a young quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's probably not the thing to do. You should probably get a, a, an aging veteran, somebody that knows how to go in there and control an offense, and then be able to have your defense be the main uh, the mainstay of your team. And that's why I think the Jets are failing where – they need defense. They need to be best defensive team they can be because offense it takes time. You got to get the right pieces. You got to get the right offensive line. You lose, you know, lose one of your two big offensive tackles. Your season's kind of at a, you know, at a point, you know, where you're not going to score more than 15, 19, 21 points a game. You got to keep them under fifteen. Hundred you know? percent. Yeah. So it's Cop- just copacetic. 
Um, before we go to our pick six, I have one more question. Um, is Kyler Murray back? He he played a pretty good game last week. He looked he looked really good. Ah, uh, it's so funny because they we they were this. they were. You know, I mean, I, I was going to have that in saw. quick question, but I think it goes beyond a it, quick answer. It really does. So I think this goes to show you the difference between an elite quarterback and a very good quarterback, right? Dak Prescott, you know, has came into the league with absolutely no pressure on his shoulders. All this pressure that was created is created by people outside the game. They, they pressured Jerry Jones to give his guy a big contract. But when you look at the when you look at the tail of the tape, at the end of the day, Dak Prescott, when it comes down to pressure situations, he'll lean on his team, right? Kyler Murray, I mean, you know this right now. He'll take control of the game and he'll make something happen. Whether yeah. that's a score, that the first down, whether it's just running with the ball, hey, we need this play. It's not saying that Dak can't do that, but his decision making is very like it's got to be everything's a hundred percent perfect, and if it's not. He plays at a, a much lower level than that. Um, Kyler Murray is, he might not play at the highest level that Dak could play at, right? But he plays right below it, and his level never drops, not even close to what Dak's level drops. And I think a lot of that comes to Kyler was drafted in a position to have the GM, the head coach, all wrapped around what we were going to do for Kyler, yeah. as opposed to the Cowboys, where you're coming into a very secure safe position you're behind tony romo you don't even they don't they didn't expect you to start you just played well and you just kept playing well right that mindset that oh i have a great offensive line oh my defense is getting better oh now i got a couple weapons around me that's being gifted right it's not a bad situation to be in but it also doesn't create any toughness mentally i feel like so when i'm not saying Dak isn't a tough guy no right but in the game, when things are happening, there's a big difference between being um, antsy in the pocket, wanting something to happen, forcing something to happen, being anxious, and being calm and patient and knowing that I do have a second option to get out of the pocket, a third option to run down the field if I need, not just, oh, I got to get the ball out. Oh, where's yeah. my check down? Oh, where's my second, third read? You know. So I think that Dak is trying to play a, a system that he's just not that type of player, but he, he got to use his legs more. He's got to be a bit more of an athletic quarterback and then make things easier instead of just being trying to be a Tom Brady, trying to be a pocket passer no matter what. Um, so I think that's just where the difference is. is uh, Kyler's an elite quarterback with, with a team that's getting better, which will, and he will make that team better. Yep. Dak Prescott is a very good quarterback with a very good team, an elite team even, that he has to play his best for the team to be the best. Kyler... His team's growing, so eventually he won't have to play the best, kind of like Aaron Rodgers. He won't have to be the very best player on the team every single day. The team will win, and then he'll show up for the last five, ten minutes of the game. Yeah. You know, that's just the game. Well, we as coaches, something we, we teach our, um, whether we're coaching professionals or juniors or whatever, um, the challenge of somebody wanting it really, really badly um, can work against you. That enthusiasm and your ability to want it has to be compartmentalized when you're in the game. To me, that's like a film room thing. To me, that's like a practice thing, a thing. And it's very much like being on stage. When you're on stage, you can't be out there saying, I'm going to set this audience on fire. Right. You have a scene 
and a scene partner and you have a given circumstances that you have to pay attention to and that's what sets the audience on fire right so zach zach right now his goal and his expectation are, are crossing paths because to many people on the surface they they're they're the, they look alike right. your goal and what you expect uh, um if you approach a situation where the, where you think they're the same thing that's that's a flaw and i think that's He's got to get out of his own way. That's that's one of the. Yeah. I think that's what's holding his back. Because, like yeah. you said, we're not saying he's soft, and we're not saying he can't throw. We're not saying he can't run. The man is a physical specimen, and, and I and I said weeks ago, years ago, uh, before Josh Allen, I man, I, I wish I had that guy with my Buffalo Bills. Right. So, um, here's the other question that we can't say for quick question because it's not a quick answer. Did the Cowboys were the Cowboys robbed? Uh, <laughs> Nah, I don't think so. I think the amount of opportunities, you know, when you look at the, the the whole entire game, the amount of opportunities they gave to Arizona time and time and time again, and that's what I'm saying. The opportunities were given back, maybe not the amount, the same amount, but Cowboys had the same amount of chances to make those plays, and the game ended up the way it ended up. You know, so I think at the end of the day, you just see that even if you don't score, and this is what I really loved about like the the the, the integral part of football is like even if you don't score it's really about field position so if you're playing better time and time again in all three phases of the game you're going to score whether it's three points or seven points right because once you punt and your defense plays tough and then you force them at their side of the field when it goes and they punt back and you return you're at the 50 instead of your own 30 right it's just field position so uh i just think that when, when you put more when you have a better quarterback and they put more pressure on your de- on their defense to stay on the field more, or just to uh, make sure the ball is closer to your field or your um, your uh, end zone so you can score. That's 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 the 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 smaller aspect of the game, not just oh you know you didn't score three and out oh three and out you know move the football down the field get good field position, and then the next drive or the drive after that you'll be able to score so. I think that's really the things, you know, you, 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 you feel in Aaron Rodgers, damn, 40 seconds, that's, a, that's yeah. the world. Mm-hmm. If you got 40 seconds of Dak Prescott, I'm, I'm cool. Yeah. I mean, you get 40 seconds, uh, you know, no offense, even Josh Allen. You know, I mean, I'm not saying they're not bad, they're not, they're bad quarterbacks, but there's right. like two or three people in the league that can take 40 seconds and make magic out of it. I, and I, we know I, them. It's the Mahomes, inter- it's, it's Rodgers, and, and, and Brady. Brady. That's it. Yeah. You know, and I wouldn't even put Mahomes in there that this year. And mm-hmm. that, that's what I was going to say before about uh, Dak is I think that Patrick's right in that phase of expectations and goals. Like his expectation for his team is Super Bowl every year because they made it there their first year and they've pretty much been there every year since. But what is his individual goals, right? If they're not meeting up, you know, that's 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 two different two different uh, expectations and goals and, and he might not play as well as the team needs. Their team right now needs him to play the very, very best he needs to be able to, to, to give. Yeah. You know, when you put out a contract like that, when you have players going down from covid when you got your offensive line just like be, they 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 built you a brand new offensive line it's going to take time yep you know and so yeah. yeah so i'm with you i don't think they got robbed because it wasn't a game that they were ahead and like the arizona cardinals and kyler murray needed a field goal to win right so if, even if the refs got it right 
there's no guarantee they score or, or kick a field goal to tie the game at the other end. So there's no, you know, were they taken away the opportunity? Maybe, but were they robbed? No. They're on, to me, they're only robbed if they're ahead by three and Arizona needs need, needed that, that call to tie the game or to win. They were already right. ahead. Right. They were already ahead. And the Cowboys were playing from behind the whole game. So um, there's certain situations where I don't consider that robbed, you know, and and I guess they got themselves to blame, right? They got they got tricked and the call in their last time out. Hmm. The, um, what's what's the coach's name? Kingsbury. Yeah. Coach Kingsbury had um, the kicker and his quarterback on the field at the same time that that, that Charles Mc, that, or that Mike McCarthy thought they were going to kick a field goal. Instead, he had he had two players on the, on the field, and McCarthy freaked out and called timeout. His uh, last one, so it was it was it was a hoodwink, and and for a young coach to pull a vet a vet gangster move like that, and now that play that controversial play happened outside of the two minute warning, mm-hmm. and because you have no timeouts, you can't challenge it. Yeah, if they challenge it, I'm not even I'm not 100 percent sure the referees would have overturned it, but man, just. Playing all 16 minutes and coaching all 16 minutes, man, it, it pays. <laughs> it takes some life out of you. Yeah, man, cool. All right, so let's go to um, NFL um, pick six, our pick six. We were both three and three last week. Hmm. so um, I got the easy ones. Or I got the hard ones and lost the easy ones. But you are one game behind me. We're already not going to catch the host. Um, we're not battling the host no more. I'm 46 and 36. You're 45 and 37. Just let's go, Rob McLean. Let's go. <laughs> game one. Steelers at Ravens. Uh, I'm going to probably go with the Ravens on this one. I go Ravens, whether they have Lamar Jackson or not. I'm going Ravens too. Um, game two, I'm going to go first on this one. Seahawks at Cards. Um, last wow, game. Wow, last game last of the season with Russell. the Cards. Not just that, the Cards. And if the Cards win and the Rams lose, they have the two seed and they have the division mm. and a home game. Mm. Light at stake, but. I don't know. Russell Wilson Jr. beats Russell Wilson Sr. Right. <laughs> All right, I'll go first on this one. I got to give you a chance to catch up to me. I'm going Seahawks. Oh, no. No? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a you too? Take the cards. No, I'm going to take the cards. Okay. Easy. Easy. <laughs> Easy now. Ah, he's a shishing. <laughs> you go first on this one, Patriots versus Dolphins. I got Patriots. You know, they still fighting. They want to finish strong. And the Dolphins dropped a three. Yes, yeah, so that's last week. That was terrible. That's embarrassing. I was embarrassed by the Dolphins because they're a team that won seven in a, lost seven in a row and then just and then won seven in a row. Right. They came into that game red hot and then just fizzled out. Fizzled. Bill Belichick typically has trouble against the Dolphins. Ah, oh, this guy. He's Doesn't he? Give me a win. He's gonna give me a win. Doesn't he? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> to hell with you. I'm going Dolphins. Oh no. I'm going Dolphins. They, they, oh, right man. now he is I believe he's four and four the last four times he played the Dolphins. We'll that see. includes the Super Bowls. We'll, uh, see. Um, we'll see. So that's two. Two chances. I'm one to, one to tie me and one to pass me, okay? you're going to win both of them. Saints at Falcons. This is you. I'm Saints. Yeah, Saints I'm have to Falcons. Saints have to win this to uh, and then hope the Niners lose. There's, so there's something to play for. So. Kyle but, Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Let's go yeah, all day. Go Gage, hit, hit too. That. You picking Falcons? Yeah. All right. Niners at Rams. I'm gonna go with the Niners here. I feel like the Rams, you know, I just I don't I don't love them. I don't love it. I know you're probably gonna go against it, but it's nope. Cool. I'm going Niners too. Oh man. no, you're crazy good. as hell. <laughs> 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 nope, I ain't doing it. Chargers at Raiders. 
Uh, I got Raiders. I mean, Chargers here. This is a win and in situation, too. Yeah. For for both of them. They're, really? And they're playing each other. You got what, Ooh. Chargers? Chargers, yeah. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Not for John Gruden, not for uh, Carr, not for uh, any anyone whose last name Josh is Davis. Yeah, God damn it. Damn it, Rob. Chargers. <laughs> we are, Look, we already got three opportunities for that's you to right. beat me. That's so. right. So that's our pick six, guys. Um, hope you guys... Hey, listen, we're looking for someone to battle a host this week. So send me a text. Text me your winners. And you, and this last week of the season, um, compete against the host. Guest against the host. Right now, the guests are two games ahead of us. I thought they did really well in the beginning, but we hit our stride at the end. The only undefeated guest is Wendy Jones, who, by the way, doesn't even watch football. <laughs> when I called her and told her that she won, she was like, wait, what? <laughs> So true. Like, no way. All right. So I'm going to my library for reasons apparent. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring you Rob's favorite subject matter <laughs> and my favorite subject matter. I bring you to shame or not to shame. 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 So, Rob, this is our segment of To Shame and Not To Shame. We're going to talk about mixed martial arts. Specifically, we're going to talk about the UFC. We're going to talk about boxing. Jake Paul, one of the Paul brothers, came after Dana White, Dana White about fighter pay. And he proposed that he will immediately retire from boxing and fight Jorge Masvidal in the UFC. Um, if he increases fight, minimum fighter pay to 50K... Because right now it's 12K Mm. to show up. Guarantee UFC fighters 50% of the annual revenues, which is what the NBA does um, for their players. Um, Because he he said they made a billion in 2021. Um, Provide long-term health care to all fighters. This is a combat sport. I like that proposal too. And that's it. And he says if he loses, he'll walk away from boxing. Well, actually... If Dana White agrees, he'll walk away from boxing and get into the, to the testing pool for MMA and fight Jorge Masvidal. I'm not sure what Dana's upside is on this one, but I guess you go first. Do you, do you um, like his offer or do you, do you just think it's more, more, more nonsense? So if this kid came out saying that stuff from the beginning, like... Who is this kid to talk about fighter pay? Like he knows anything about fighter pay. Well, he's had a couple conversations with people about what fighter pay is. I mean, he's been in the sport, quote unquote, for three years. I mean, he's been training in these beautiful gyms, his beautiful house. Everything's been made for him. He doesn't know what he's talking about. So at the end of the day, sure, I love the things he's talking about. And, And a real topic is that a lot of fighters can't get together and make these type of demands. So good for him, but he can't make the demands because he's a troll. He's somebody who has zero respect. You can't trust anything that comes out of his mouth and everything that looks, it looks like a facade. So at the end of the day, you can't trust him. So you can't, Dana White cannot make this deal because what happens when he doesn't retire? Oh, we have it on contract. Oh, well, I said I was going to retire from this and not from that. It's just you you cannot deal with people like him. So I would like, you know what sounds great for me if I'm Dana White? Keep boxing. 
get your head blown in, and then you ain't going to have nothing to talk about anymore. Because the way he talks and the way he comes at people and the way that he makes people money, he's going to lose eventually. And if he doesn't, he's just going to lose fans and people. Nobody's going to want to see him. And then you're going to really find out what boxing is about. When people don't watch is really when the sport comes real. 100%. Are you going to train? Is this about your health or is it just about creating views for fans to make a joke of? And this is what it seems hard to go longer, but this is all that I see. That's what it is. It's a money grab, right? Which takes down off the people that don't sell themselves out to make some money. Right. Right. We just go to work and we be a blue collar and we put our lives on the line and we put our worth our life's work each and every day into a craft and a skill that you're saying takes two years of just trying it out and then you can beat anybody in the world. It's just such a slap in the face to any boxer, or any fighter. So that's why I just cannot, anything that comes out of his mouth, I do not agree with. I don't. And right. if I do, cool, let somebody else do it. I don't want him doing it. Right? right. So you can be the idea man, but you can't be the face man for it because you have lost all respect. That's it. You have no respect. Your brother, you have no respect. Like, none of it. The words that you come out of your mouth create the respect that you are allow other people to trust you. Hmm. No trust, no respect for that dude. Yep. All right. My turn. A whole minute. <laughs> I'm probably going to go over it too. Um, all right. So this is a guy. He's a YouTuber that decided to, like, fake it till he made it, right? He he took boxing quasi-seriously, then took it very, very seriously, but at the same time, not that serious where he wants to actually fight a real boxer. He oversold and over-advertised his popularity and his viewership until he actually was that guy. He was like, he made millions in pay-per-views, whatever, which wasn't true, and then it turns out, as the fights go on, he started to make more and more money. This last one with Tyron Woodley didn't make, he, he's, he's oversold, he oversold that he's lying his freaking ass off. He didn't, he didn't sell a million pay-per-views against a second match against Tyron Woodley. Right. No, that's not going to happen. So Now, should Dana even indulge in this? I, I don't like rewarding people for stupidity, but this is the United States of America, right? I mean, we reward Elon Musk, and, and at the same time, we reward every single person that did Jersey Shore. All right, so it's one of those things where, in my mind, I always, I don't really see how different this was from them letting CM Punk fight, except um, from a feelings perspective. I felt a little bit better about CM Punk because he had respect. CM Punk didn't just sign with the UFC. He trained. He took a year, you know, and got his ass beat by Mickey Gall because it turns out Mickey Gall was, was had mad skills, you know. Um, um, and I still like watching Mickey Gall. In fact, Dana White hates the entrance music. It's Hey Mickey. Dana's just like, oh, God. It's just <laughs> like, you know, Dana's like one of those man, man dudes, man's man dudes. And I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. But... So there is a feelings perspective. Like, God, we get to, this is one more Nimrod we get to reward. For, for 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 being an idiot and 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 we as a, as a nation continue to do that and at the same time don't you want to see him get his block knocked off or get choked out yeah. or something let let masvidal like this isn't dude this isn't two point striking masvidal became was already a bummy to us we already knew who he was all the way back from strike force but his 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 moment of fame came from a high from a knee the fastest knockout. And I mean clean. Mm-hmm. I mean, slept next to him. <laughs> the guy didn't wake up. He slept next to him. He could have spooned him. 
I want to see that happen. I mean, come on. It's the same. It's almost the Conor McGregor effect, right? You act like a douchebag where you're going to pay money to see him get knocked out. But at the same time, he has no idea about fighter pay. I agree with you. He has, look, would we like people to make 50K to show up, especially if the UFC is, is making money? Um, at least he's bringing, I mean, I got to defend this guy on this one. At least he's bringing eyes to it. Why are fighters doing GoFundMe when this dude is like blowing $7 million at a freaking at Russian roulette in Vegas? But that's because he's bringing an entrepreneurial uh entertainment aspect to it right like he's making a wwe of boxing he's making a wwe of ufc yeah and he's just creating content off of and this again is by saying the loudest thing in the room if everybody's talking about fighter pay oh fighter pay fighter pay or he mentions fighter pay one time and like ah we hate everything you talk about but fighter pay that was real that was real what do you think he's going to talk about fighter pay because it it's gets gonna the it. most amount it's of, of it, names yeah. and the most amount of something on it. He doesn't care about that. He doesn't care that you know families can't eat food. He just cares about oh, fifty k is bigger than twelve k. You know, like if we really want to talk about the problems, why don't you talk about when fighters don't show up or fighters are overrate? Why don't we cut their pay? They still get paid full, you know, or yeah. you know what I mean? And and it's by like the way, the fighter are, and those are just closed amounts, right? Where I mean, the, when Dana says you don't know what the hell you're talking about, that's code for. Look, I take care of my fighters. Right. Like you, you see a performance at a night bonus, but but, but what you don't contracts. what you don't see is a check right. I they sent to contracts. someone else because I thought he was good too. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like Chael Sonnen told a really good story about that when he he got submitted by Damian Maya, he got something like FedExed in the mail or FedExed um, or messengered to him like an envelope, and he he thought it was his walking papers, and and it was a big ass check because Chael, uh, if you remember in his prime. He's only he's won every single round that he that he didn't that he didn't lose by submission. Almost all of his fights at that time he lost by submission. And before that he was he was he was grinding using a style that a lot of people don't like. So so Dana's right. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about, and so are you. And and we can go we can discuss this ad nauseum, but. I, I just don't. I'm like I'm like you. you don't I don't want to. Yeah, we we've rewarded it enough uh, for something that was supposed to be two sixty second segments. Mm-hmm. So let's move on from Please. from that, my man. <laughs> Quick question, Rob. Are we finished with NBA 10-day contracts? Or will we continue to see some of these 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 10-day COVID protocol things? No, I think we will see them. Um, and I also believe that, um, yeah, I think it's only going to get worse. And they probably should think about postponing postponing games at, at some time, mm-hmm. you know, just to catch back up. But yeah. Quick question. Did the Chiefs blow this win opportunity or did the Bengals steal it? You want me to go first? I'll go first on this one. They blew it. The Bengals had fourth down, which was ridiculous. Fourth down with a 31 up, you kick the field goal. This guy chooses to go for it, go which, for is it. A, which is a coaching no-no. And and the Chiefs let him off the hook with the illegal contact mm-hmm. penalty or hands to the face or and some, some kind of crazy yeah. uh, thing that gave them the reset button and an extra set of downs, right, True. to leave Mahomes no time. I would say it's not. I think the Bengals uh, – 
I don't think the Bengals stole it. I think the Bengals won it because they were up most of the game, and they did a good job of putting pressure on Kansas City to at least have the end of the game to you know do their thing. So, yeah, terrible decisions at the end of the game, but they were there, you know. Yep. Quick question: Is this the year we see the Bengals win their first playoff game since 1990? Yeah, I think so. I mean, all the excitement in the in the in the room—they just won their division, so it's going to be a home game. You know, it's going to be interesting. And in the AFC, doesn't even matter. It don't they're, matter. They're they're hosting against teams that they're all capable of beating. That's yep. an absolute yes. Yeah. Who's rookie of the year? Quick question. I go Michael Parsons. Uh, I go. Um, oh, rookie of the year. I, I think Mac Jones. Very deserving. Very I think deserving. so. Uh, quick question. Who gets the last spot in the NFC uh, a playoff picture? Is it San Francisco or New Orleans? If San Fran um, loses, New Orleans wins, they're in. If they both lose, be, San Fran's in. I think it's going to be San Fran. Me too. Yeah. Because I think they're both going to lose, and which right now San Fran has a spot. Yep. So that's what I think is going to happen. Even though I just picked, we picked, did we both pick San Fran to win? I'm an idiot. We both just picked him and picked six. What the hell are we talking about? <laughs> Um, quick question who wins between Georgia and Alabama um, I think I mean if I'm going to put money on it I'm going to say Alabama Me too. I think it's going to be a freaking awesome game best game probably since Rose Bowl back in USC and Texas Alabama's my pick too quick question who wins offensive rookie between Jamar Chase and Mac Jones and that's funny because I feel like you know, this happens a lot where it could be, you know, Mac Jones could be rookie of the year. I mean, could be, uh, yeah, rookie of the year. But offensive rookie of the year, I think, is going to be Jamar Chase. I mean, dude, he's had the last four or five games have just been an explosion. And he had been playing really well before that. Um, they're really mixing it in. I think he's going to be, he's going to kill this game, kill next next week, and it's just going to lock it in. I like it. All right, that's the end of the quick question. So, be, But before we go, people, remembering John Madden, Remembering Dan Reeves. John Madden, Super Bowl winning coach, longtime color commentator specifically for Monday Night Football. Mm. And the I guess generation wise, Madden football is, is what the younger. Uh, it's crazy that all, of all the great things he does, the thing that he loved the most was coaching, but he's probably more known for commentating in a Madden football game. Absolutely. Yeah, so. but he was such a young coach, and he coached for such a small amount of peri- a small mm. period of time, which at that time was not a big thing. You right. know, like you had coaches that stayed on there for twenty seasons. So when you have like a five, six year stint as a head coach, yeah. you know, it's like unheard of. You know, and, and, and talk about a, super successful. Well, talk about a bunch of mean junkyard dogs that could that could probably. I mean, I mean look at they probably wouldn't make man. any money. They'd have to pay fines every week, man. They'd, they'd have to forfeit their game check every week for the, some of the shit that they did on the right. field. Jesus. My favorite John Madden moment, honestly, was, um, I'm just going to have a little fun, the movie The Replacements with um, Keanu Reeves. He's, he's commentating, and the guy who was supposed to kick the field goal, he's like, is that guy smoking on the field? <laughs> the guy was like smoking a cigarette, and he's like, yeah, you're seeing things. No, I he's smoking the on the field. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my favorite Madden um, oh, yeah. uh, moment. So. <laughs> Yeah, very multifaceted individual. Yeah. You know. Dan Reeves, RIP, um, one of the coordinators for the Cowboys. Hmm. I believe former a former NFL player and, of course, got to the Denver Broncos to three Super Bowls and got the Atlanta Falcons. Do I remember the Dirty Bird? I forgot that guy's name. Anderson? Um, yeah, so multiple Super Bowl appearances as a, as a coordinator and a head coach. 
Shannon Sharp basically says if it wasn't for him, he wouldn't be in the NFL because there's so many people that wouldn't have drafted Shannon, um, never mind that high. So Shannon on, on, on his show Undisputed was, uh, echoed that sentiment that if there were another, any other coach, he probably, Shannon wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. So for sure. remembering two very, very good individuals and their, their contributions to football, not to mention their philanthropy off the field is, is, is well documented. So that's my take on, on those two. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Betty White, too, man. Betty White. Yeah. I just remember her because she had a dancer on like one of her shows or one of her performances, and they wanted to get rid of the dancer because they were black, and she's like, he stays. And this is in the 1950s when white people, you know, even white people who were on black people's side were too scared to, to, to say it. <laughs> yeah, real, so, true history. Yeah, so R.I.P. Betty White, R.I.P. John Madden. Wow, R.I.P. Dan Reeves, man. And they will be missed. Rob, is there anything you'd like to say before I mess up mess up our outro trying to tech my own show? <laughs> stay happy, stay healthy, y'all. Rob says, stay happy, stay healthy, people. I might love you. Rob might love you. And I love you again because I just messed up my outro again. Right? I'm supposed to say I can't stand him. No, I love all of y'all, man. Happy New Year. I'm so glad we made it, man. So my, for my boy Rob, keep it McLean McLean. I'm Jason DeBiss. This is Sports Debate Tuesday, man. Happy to have y'all. See y'all next week. Come check out the Option Podcast on OptionVB.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear.